We're having open and honest conversations about mental health and well-being. We should talk about it with Myra Ansari on Wave Now. Everybody, thanks so much for joining me here on Wave Now. I'm Myra Ansari with Dr. Stephen Taylor from U of L Peace Hospital here, um, and we are talking about something that we need to talk about. We should talk about it. Um, I don't know if you all have been following the news that has unfolded since yesterday um, in Texas. Um, it's absolutely devastating. Um, children going to school. Um, didn't make it home because of another mass shooting um, and two adults were killed. Um, Dr. Taylor, you came on short notice today because you wanted to be here with us to talk um, to our viewers because this is a lot to mentally deal with once again. We've been here before. Um, I know me personally, a range of emotions from sadness, mm -hmm. anger, mm -hmm. frustration, um, fear. Um, how do we deal with this? Well, I mean, you just kind of said it in the intro, you know, here we are again. You know, this is not the first time we've had a tragedy like this. And that's what I think makes this so much more tragic. And I think to be able to talk about what's happening and what we're feeling through all this is crucial. The fear, the anxiety, the anger, and the rage that we're all feeling. It's, it's so much in the middle of this that I think it's important for us to talk about it. Yeah, and uh, folks are asking, uh, this shooting happened in Texas yesterday, uh, Uvalde, and uh, children uh, at Robb Elementary, second through fourth grader students, they were in school. Um, this was their last week of school when a gunman came in and opened fire and killed uh, 19 of them, right. and um, just absolutely devastating. Um, I uh, was at my children's uh graduation ceremony this morning. Um, I have a kindergartner and a second grader, so uh, six and eight. And um, the principal of the school um, addressed what happened. And Dr. Taylor, I sat there in my seat and I was just in tears because there are parents um, who aren't going to get to do that. And it's very, very just, it's not fair. Yeah. It there aren't words for it. I mean, I think that's the thing. You know, we want to find words, and they just aren't there. It's, it's a horrible tragedy. And to try to sweep it under the rug or not face how terrible it is and how terrible we feel about it would be an injustice, not only to ourselves and our feelings, but to the families who've suffered such a horrific loss. Yeah. Um, how, how, do we, how do we process this? How do we... What's... Uh, you know, I'm sure many of you all have been at work, you're talking to family members, and it's the topic of conversation. Um, but what do we do? Well, yeah, I mean, I think we have to meet ourselves and each other where we are, particularly our kids. You know, you were talking about your, your own child. Kids have their own thoughts and their own feelings, and they experience things in their own way, and it's so important to meet them where they are. Mm -hmm. We have our own fears, we have our own anger, we have our own emotions. We're feeling the things that we feel as adults, and it may be what our kids are feeling, and it may be different. So I think it's so crucial to find them where they are first. What are they thinking? What are their words? How do they talk about it? And meet them on that level. Um, my children, I was watching the news, I was glued to the TV yesterday, so they Saw, saw it on the news and they asked me what happened and I was honest with them. Um, and it was a really tough conversation uh, for their little minds to 
wrap around that what somebody like me went to school and and they see the parents um, emotional, hysterical, and um, uh, how do we talk to our children about this? Because this is a really, it's another tough one. Yeah, you know, just thinking about a child's perspective, and I was remembering something that um, my wife and I were talking about some time ago about this, this I'm, I'm dating myself here, but mm-hmm. when JFK was assassinated, mm-hmm. you know, um, so many of us as kids at that time, we were seeing that something terrible was happening that parents couldn't make not happen. And that was a real terrifying thing for kids. And I think that that's part of where we hear our kids coming from. Something happened that they, that we can't make not happen. And so I think that we need to talk to kids about that and their feelings about it. They may not bring it up because that may not be what they're thinking directly, but mm-hmm. but I think it's in there. I think that's part of what they're part of the fear, part of what they're feeling. Yes, and I just want to address something for you all joining us on Facebook. Uh, some of you have asked if there was another shooting since yesterday. No, there was not. Uh, I apologize if I misled anyone. This shooting is the one that unfolded yesterday in Texas, in Uvalde. Uh, please do not be concerned. There was not another mass shooting. This happened yesterday. Um, so just want to address that for those of you who uh, got concerned. Um, but we wanted to talk about this because uh, we know that so many of you uh, are feeling so many emotions right now. Um, the school year's wrapping up. And um, I don't think any of us really think about, like, when we drop our kids off to school, when we leave our kids uh, to go to summer camp, when we go into a movie theater, when we go into a mall, all of these places here, um, that that could, something like that could unfold. Right, right, exactly. I mean, we we just don't think about it. I don't hop in my car and think, well, I could have a wreck today. It didn't ever occurs to me. Mm-hmm. We don't think about those things all the time. And, you know, it as tragic as this is, you know, most of us go to school and don't have these things happen. So, so you know, it's it's horrible when it does. And what happened yesterday is a horrible tragedy. And we do need to talk about it. It's not something that we can sweep under the carpet. Mm-hmm. But it's also... Um, it's also not that common. So that's the other thing for us to keep in mind. You know, um, an airplane crash is a horrible tragedy, and anybody who loses somebody in an airplane crash, it's a terrible thing, and it's not something to sweep under the carpet. But we all still get on airplanes. You know, we all still go to school. Those things still happen. So somehow we hold these feelings and emotions that we feel about this, and we still carry on. Maybe there's something for us to talk about there, mm-hmm. you know, how we can contain those feelings and still keep going and not be paralyzed. So how do you um, show those feelings? Is it, It's okay to cry? It's okay to... Yeah, absolutely. Know. I saw an interview yesterday with a woman from Uvalde, um, and she had said, you know, maybe I'm going to step out of my home and go hug somebody. Um, yeah. Go go do something. Um, how do you um, release these emotions? Yeah, I mean, you just have to be what you say. You know, you feel what you feel, and to feel it honestly. And there's no reason for you not to feel what you feel. That's where you're at. And so, is anger a normal reaction? Of course, yeah. I mean, anger, often when we think about it from a psychiatric and a psychoanalytic perspective, anger is often a, a defense against things that are cause us to be vulnerable, 
uh, fear, anxiety, those things that we can feel that make us feel um, endangered or vulnerable. Anger is one of the ways we defend against that. And so anger is a very normal feeling to have. Mm -hmm. um, it's when we can't contain it and can't process it that I think it becomes a problem. If I feel angry and I make you angry and make you angry enough so that you'll go do something and make me feel better, that's not a good way for me to process and deal with my anger. It's something that I feel and need to be able to hold on to. And then we can talk about it, but it doesn't need to be one of those things that I make you feel so that I don't have to feel it. Mm -hmm. um, this obviously is not our first, um, but... How do we uh, continue to move forward? As you said, kids still have to go to school. But how, do we, how does a community, whether it, it um, happened in Texas, again, we're talking about what happened yesterday in Texas, but of course we have experienced this a number of times across our country, um, even here in Kentucky. But um, to get over that fear, to find uh, a way to move forward, uh, there is a grief process, I'm sure. For sure. Um, but... Uh, how do you think, how do you, I'm sure these parents are going through life second by second. They're not thinking about tomorrow. They're right. thinking about how am I going to yeah. walk out the door? How yeah, am I going to sure. get out of bed? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we need space and we need time. And like you were talking about grief, you know, there's not a timeline for it. And there's not a recipe for how we grieve. It's, it's, it's different for all of us. We all feel it differently. And we need to have space and time to talk about and process that. I mean, I think here, you and I are having this conversation. This is taking time to think about it and to talk about it and to create an open forum to discuss it. I mean, I think that's what we need to have. That's what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think one of the most unnatural things in life is to um, bury a child. Mm. Um, how does a parent get over something like that? How does a parent move? I, you don't get over that. I shouldn't say that. How does, how do you, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm not phrasing a question correctly because I don't know. Yeah, how do you even ask it? How, how do, do we even approach it? it? How, do you, right. how does a parent bury a child? Yeah, it's, uh, there is no answer for that. There is no way to, I don't even want to say sugarcoat it, but there's really even no way to make that feel like it's an okay thing mm -hmm. because it's not. And it's a huge loss and a big hole. We lose something. We lose something very, very personal and very intense part of ourselves. That doesn't go away. You know, that, there, yeah, there are ways to, to continue to live, but you're continuing to live with the loss. And that's part of what grief is. Mm -hmm. Grief is continuing to live with the absence of somebody that was with you before. You know, that, that is what grief is. It is living in the presence of loss. And, and that's what has to happen. That's what will happen. One of the Sandy Hook parents um, said yesterday that she has to uh, move forward because of her other children. She has to be there for right. them. Um, it is a lot on parents. It's a lot. It's a huge burden. Um, D.W. Winnicott, one of the famous early um, theoreticians for psychoanalytic theory, talked about 
parents as creating a safe holding environment for the kid. You know, we as parents create a space for kids to be safe and feel whatever they're feeling. It is a huge burden on the parent because you have to hold your own feelings and not lose it. You know, you got to keep it together, mm -hmm. right, uh, for yourself and for the kid. And that's a huge thing to have to hold on to. And I wouldn't pretend that it was anything less than an enormous burden, particularly now. Uh, for our kids, but we do that for them. That's that's our job as parents. But we do also need to have a, an avenue for our own our own sort of decompression. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to have some venue that we can turn to, mm -hmm. support friends, gyms, whatever it is mm -hmm. that we go to to help us deal with our own feelings. So I know that many of you are probably experiencing a number of feelings after watching what folded in Uvalde, Texas, seeing the grief that this community is going through. Um, it doesn't have to happen in your community to feel pain. You you can see. It. Um, you can, you know, you, you hear the stories of, you, I heard stories of how amazing this young teacher was um, and how she impacted the students. You see the smiles on these kids' faces and you wonder what they could have become. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just taken away. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah there, there's no easy way to say that. No. And there's no way to make that not be the truth. Yeah. Um, I know that I uh, gave my kids, a, I held them yesterday and mm. just wanted to hold them. And then mm -hmm. today in the car, I just kept telling them how proud I am of you. You know, it, it, as parents, you feel like it's your your job. That's all, that's all your, your right. you have to keep your kids safe. Well, for sure. And when they go to school, that is not the place where you think you're, they're going to die. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Yeah, whoever thinks that. You know, we just don't think that. Mm -mm. So that's part of what makes this even more tragic mm -hmm. when we experience that. Yeah. Um, so for parents who are watching this, if you're having a hard time processing this, um, you're not alone by any means. It is absolutely normal to feel it didn't happen to you directly, but you understand, you can um Feel, feel that pain. You can't maybe feel that pain. I, I don't because I don't want to say I understand because I don't understand. But um, you fear that your child it could happen to you. You fear um, that the places that you think are safe are not safe. Um, you um, just hurt. It hurts. It hurts. It does. It, it does absolutely. Yeah, it's very painful. And that's what we feel. We have to be honest about that. That's where we're at. Yeah. Um, if folks are feeling any sort of, um, you know, uh, just uh, emotions from this, Dr. Taylor, um, what do they do? Do they call up a friend, call up a family member, maybe take some time with your kids, hug your children? What do, you, what do you do? Yes, to all that. You know, you spent time with your kids the other day, you know, and you were telling them how proud of them you were and how much you love them. Yeah, I love your kids. Um, there was, um, I don't remember where I heard this saying, but somebody was talking about how they deal with working in a pediatric ER, and they said basically when they go home, they just love their kids. That's part of how they deal with all the stuff they see, mm -hmm. you know, and what they deal with every day, what it's like to sort of live with and deal with this kind of tragedy. Mm -hmm. So in your opinion, um, should we talk to our kids about this? If, is it just if they bring it up? Do Always, yeah. I mean, always 
create an open atmosphere for them. You know, part of making a safe holding environment for them is to let them know that there's nothing they can't talk to you about. Mm. And some of the ways we do that is to sort of, we sort of pave the way sometimes, you know, and we can ask, what do you know about what happened? Tell mm-hmm. me what you understand. You know, what do you know? Mm-hmm. And hear, what, hear what's in their minds. They may not be thinking about it at all, but they may have real thoughts about it. And if we, and they may be waiting for us to ask them, you know, so I think if we ask them, we can, yeah, we can get them there. There, there's a, they have a, you know, they're smart little, they're smart, mm-hmm. right? They're so smart, right. and they pick up when something is wrong. One of the teachers at my children's graduation said this morning that, you know, she hurt her finger and and it hurt and she was crying, and um, one of the kids said, "It's okay." Uh, Adults can cry too. You know, do we have to, should we be ashamed of crying in front of, my, my kids have seen me cry like a million times, but right. uh, like, but should we feel ashamed of like, or hide when we're feeling this well, type of they, emotion? They know. I mean, they're right. They're not stupid. Yeah, they're so not they're, they're gonna They're going to get it. Uh, I was talking to a child psychoanalyst once and he was telling me about an encounter with one of his kid patients and the kid was Make, they were having make-believe time, and he had he was pretending like he was shooting the analyst, and the analyst was like, oh, no, you shot me. I'm really hurt. And the kid's like, you know we're pretending, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like the kid it's like the kid wasn't under any – I mean, the kid was smart yeah. and understood. I don't know if what I'm about to say is right or wrong. Of course, um, not every act of violence is a mental health issue. Absolutely. Right. And to reduce it to that, I think, is a disservice to the conversation because we need to be able, yeah, mental health may need to be in the conversation, but I don't think it needs to be where the conversation ends Mm -hmm. so that we can abandon it and go on to business as usual. I I think it has to be a much bigger conversation than that. Yeah. Thank you for talking with us. I'm I'm very glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm Margaret. Sorry to Dr. Thank you.